Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you, Oilers Now in Chicago, Illinois. The Oilers and the Blackhawks tonight. Our headliner every day is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show former Edmonton Oiler uh, doing some broadcasting and scouting work for the Chicago Blackhawks, Colin Fraser. Hi, Colin. It's Bob. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Great. How are you doing? Hanging in there. Uh, How's uh, how's the duplicity of roles? They got you doing a couple different things. How do you find you enjoying it? Oh, I love it. You know, I, uh, I wear a few different hats now. It's um, but it's all intertwined in the sense you know the players on the scouting side. You know the team well. You know the players coming up. You know the young players. And then they came to me in the summer and asked me if I wanted to do some TV and potentially some radio and. I know you and I have run into each other um, doing some radio color with the Hawks, and it's uh, it's just fun. It's kind of it's not like the same monotonous job all the time. It's kind of you got to be on your toes on this side, so you got to you know be on top of the news and what's going on with the Blackhawks, and then you got to be on your toes on the other side as far as the young players and the junior players, and um, kind of keeping tabs on all corners of of the hockey world. I know last year, myself saw you several times uh, in the downtown community arena uh, scouting when the Edmonton Oil Kings were playing. Of course, they had a couple picks in the top, uh, I guess, when it was all said and done, the top 15 of the draft. Uh, Dylan Gunther going ninth and Sebastian Costa going 15th. And you yourself were uh, a pretty good junior player, but perhaps with all due respect to the runs you had with the Rebels, because uh, you just missed the Memorial Cup year, I think, by a year. Uh, but you played a ton of playoff games. But your best known maybe is being a member of uh, arguably the greatest junior team of all time, the the Team Canada World Junior Squad that won in North uh, in North Dakota. What was that like to be a part of that group? Well, in the moment, you um, you don't realize how good the team was in some of the names, and and now we fast forward to a lot of them being retired and. Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, and uh, um, I look back on it on how how lucky I feel that I did get a play on a team uh, as good as they were. And 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 on the scouting side, when when I talk uh, scout players and we talk about players, I use myself as an example because that team, that moment to, for me to make that team was where my whole career uh, kind of clicked on what I would have to do to make the NHL because I became a fourth line grinder essentially uh, that killed penalties and provided energy. And that was my entire NHL career. And as a kid growing up, um, any kid in the NHL will tell you they've never been cut from a team. They're the first line centerman on every team they ever play on. Uh, and I was in with the Red Deer Rebels as well. So it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me. And it's kind of where my career shifted to know what it takes to be an NHL hockey player. 
Well, uh, and we got to tell a story because you, you win the World Juniors and there's you and Phaneuf that are playing uh, for the Red Deer Rebels and the Calgary Hitmen roar in and, and they've got uh, Ryan Getzlaff and, and Andrew Ladd. You guys have just won the World Junior Championship together and at what point did you decide, here's what we're going to do, we're going to have a pair of fights? <laughs> so, we love, I love this story. It's one of the best stories I got. I've told it a thousand times, I'm sure. Some of your listeners have heard it already too, but uh, uh, it was not set up, contrary to what people may think. It was not set up. Um, I didn't know it, but uh, Laddie and Dion fought uh, off the opening faceoff. We just won the gold medal, like I don't know, four or five days prior. And um, so now it's the so they fight a really good fight. Uh, so they go to the box. And it's the next faceoff, and I go, Getsy, let's go. And Getsy's like, No, 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 uh, I'm not allowed to fight you. And uh, I said, Getsy, if there's ever a time, now's the time. And me and Getsy are buddies. We aren't enemies. And uh, he says, all right, let's go. So me and Getsy had a really good fight, like spirited fight. Like both of them were really good. We're not just wrestling each other and, and falling to the ground. We have these really good tilts, and all four of us are sitting in the box. And then it became this really big story. And we laugh now, like, what would that story be like today with all the social media and all the Twitters and all the everything? It, it didn't really get blown up as much as it it would nowadays uh, I, I mean I, I'd, I'd kill to get the video of that I think it'd be awesome all right so you've, you've watched the Hawks a bit this year uh, we've seen them twice in Edmonton two entirely different games uh, Edmonton dominated the first one and frankly Chicago dominated the second one and got Dave Tippett fired uh, what are the is it me or, or have the Hawks maybe not been the same team at home as they've been on it looks like they played a little bit better on the road of late than they played at home well, it's, it's kind of been a weird season uh, in total, like a lot of ups and downs, you know, like I, I feel like when, when we're hot, we're hot. When we're not, we're not. And uh, that goes right back to the beginning of the year. Um, really, really came out of the gates uh, on a low and I think only one win the first, I don't know, 12 or 13 games. And um, they've certainly done better under Derek King, uh, but still has had these waves um, lately, some injury issues, uh, but I think tonight there's a few of them drawn back into the lineup. There's McCabe, there's Tyler Johnson, there's Jonathan Caves, uh, all coming back, uh, which should help give a little bit of a boost. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know, a weird season. I was at that game. I, I did the color uh, the last game the Hawks were in Edmonton when uh, Dave got fired. And, um, you know, you think about the start. I, 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 we talk about starts all the time, and the Hawks had a great start. If it wasn't for Mike Smith, that game could have been 5 nothing. Uh, real quick, um, so he, so we, we, you know, we point fingers at goalies, but uh, he did actually a pretty good job of that game, keeping it as close as it was. Yeah, there were orders were leaking chances left and right. What does uh, Duncan Keith mean to the Chicago Blackhawks organization? He's a legend, right? Like, um, you know, the ultimate warrior. He's not a vocal guy. He's not a guy that's. I don't even know if he really has social media. He certainly isn't overly active on it. He's not a look-at-me guy. He's not a guy that needs to be in the spotlight. He just uh, works in like attitude and always has been, even when he was winning uh, Norris trophies and Consmite trophies as, as, a, as an elite defender. Um, he's just a warrior, you know. Like uh, I've seen this guy get all his teeth knocked out and really hardly even missed a shift and, and comes back into the game. Uh, I know he's hurt their last game against Chicago and Edmonton. He took a big spill there into the end boards. But, um, I mean, when you win three Stanley Cups on a, on a team, and uh, it's always nice to go back to them and, 
uh, I mean, what more? He's a Hall of Famer, right? Like, no doubt about it. Um, and he's he's still a good player. If you ask me, I don't watch all the Oilers games, but he certainly brings an element that teams need, and he's still a, a good player, and he takes care of himself on and off the ice, which is the longevity of his career. Colin Fraser joining us. Colin, final question for you, uh, and it has to do with the local product, Kirby Doc. Um, I've stated I believe that long-term Kirby Doc will be a better player than Jack Hughes. That looks like a bit of a reach based upon the productivity right now that Hughes has got, but I'm going to bet on the six foot four right shot center and the complete game that he plays. Are his numbers, which are underwhelming, are they not the total story when it comes to evaluating the body of work for Kirby Doc? Well, you're, I mean, that's what we hope. And when we take it back to uh, the war room or whatever you want to call it uh, in the draft year, we, we, we beat the dead horse on uh, Jack Hughes, Kirby Doc, Bowen Byram, um, Turcotte, and Zegris. We really did. And uh, uh, with the, you, you mentioned it six foot four, 210 pound centerman, right shot centerman. I mean, those guys don't just come available in free agency, and it was a big reason why uh, we went that route. Um, if you go back to the bubble, uh, the COVID bubble in Edmonton, when um, uh, the Hawks played played the Oilers um, to get into the playoffs, there kind of when COVID all began, he was a dominant player, and he was showing signs of being an elite uh, number one centerman, and is. His, his game is dipped for sure, and his numbers aren't what you want him to be, but they're such young guys. We forget these guys are 18, 19, 20 years old, and there's a lot of pressure, and there's a lot of um, you know big shoes to fill, really, and uh, I think I'm with you, Bob. We hope that he becomes that elite player. Uh, we think he can be. Uh, it's just a matter of getting his confidence going and kind of getting back to the the things he does well, like he did in the bubble where he's a, he's a workhorse, a guy that is playing 200 feet all the time. And um, ultimately, for me, it's a lot of confidence. He, he just needs to find it and find it uh, consistently, and I think he'll be A-OK. Yeah, well, I'm betting on him, that's for sure. I said I'd get you out by uh, 45 so you could pick up your son. Thanks for taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Awesome, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet that is former Edmonton Oiler and a Stanley Cup champion as a member of both the Blackhawks and the LA Kings currently doing some work on uh, some of the Hawks uh, broadcasting entities along with their scouting Colin Fraser. It is 144 in Edmonton. We're going to take a timeout. And when we come back, a guy that's earned himself an NHL contract, James Hamblin from the Bakersfield Condors. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. I just heard that commercial with Shane Bogdan. That is the same Shane Bogdan many, many years ago that walked into the Oilers' dressing room, had a pair of white shoes on, jeans, uh, had a mullet, would have been about six foot four and a half and about 240 pounds, I was in the very embryonic stages of my career. We're going back like in, Robin Brownlee was there at the time. And I looked at Robin and said, who the hell is that? And it was a, a tough guy that had been, I believe, recommended by Bill LaForge, uh, who has long since passed away. Man, what a small world. All right. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you uh, in Chicago. Bakersfield Condors losing last night 2 nothing, or sorry, uh, losing 5-3, to three, but getting two goals from our next guest. 
James Hamlin. And yesterday was a good day for James Hamlin and Vincent D'Arnais, both on American League deals, and they both got two-year NHL deals. And to talk about this is uh, Bakersfield Condors forward James Hamlin. Hi, James. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, well, how thrilled are you? I mean, is it every guy's dream to, to get an NHL deal? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's hard to put into words kind of the, the emotions that I have, uh, especially this being uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the, the club I grew up watching. It's uh, it's pretty surreal. Um, when you, like, you know, Josh Curry is a guy in the past that came in on an AHL deal and got himself an NHL contract. Even Brad Malone, uh, who had been in on NHL contracts before in the last three years, was on an AHL deal and got an a- NHL contract during this season. Does that show that the that the organization is willing to provide that opportunity if you perform on the ice? Yeah, I think it does. Um, it was a big dis- uh, reason why I decided to come to Bakersfield in the in the first place. Is I thought uh, they had a great coaching staff with uh, with Woodcroft and Mance, uh down in Baco, um, and just an amazing support staff that uh, I guess gives you the opportunity every night to just uh, do what you need to do to to try and get to that next level. How have you, what areas of your game do you think you've improved the most that's enabled you to get an NHL deal here? Yeah, I, I think I've worked a lot on kind of the confidence with the puck um, and being able to uh, fill a role. I think I've done a great job of being very versatile and, and being able to play up and down the lineup, and I think uh, that's kind of gotten me to where I am. I mean, you were putting up terrific numbers with the Medicine Hat Tigers, and then we got shut down because of the pandemic in 1920. Seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, not quite over yet. But, you know, it, it, you're probably thinking, geez, I might have been able to, to have been a 100-point player last season if things had uh, been able to be completed. I mean, it, uh, just in terms of, you know, sort of navigating the waters over the course of the last two years in Bakersfield, the fact that, you know, you've had stretches where a lot of the members of the team at one time or another have had COVID and you've had games canceled. You got a limited schedule last year and a bunch of games canceled this year. Has it, has it forced uh, not just you, but your teammates to be flexible and to be fluid with situations? And has it helped your growth as a result? Uh, it definitely has. You have to, I think, just keep an open mind, stay positive, uh, and kind of roll with the punches. Uh, it's it's not going to be easy. I think we knew that, especially last year with the COVID year, that that things weren't going to go uh, exactly to plan. Uh, so we were we were kind of just prepared to to roll with it. And I think we've we've kind of done the same thing this year. And it's also I think how we respond to it. And I think we've responded well to to every adversity that's come our way this year. James Hamlin from the Bakersfield Condors joining us in Oilers. Now, James, how have uh, veterans like Brad Malone and Adam Cracknell and even a guy like Luke Esposito, who's been on an AHL deal himself, uh, how have they helped in transitioning some of the younger guys on the team, such as yourself, uh, as you become pros? Oh, they've helped tremendously. They're just they're so welcoming. They're so... Uh, eager to to help the young guys develop, and um, I mean, you're always excited to come and even ask those guys questions. And uh, it's it's those three for sure. Those guys are definitely leaders, but it's not just them. There's so many other guys on the team that are exactly like that. I mean, you can look at guys like uh, Tim Shaw or even uh, we just traded him, but Alex Daylock. Those kind of veteran guys who you can always just lean on and go talk to whenever you need. 
Uh, you're chasing down a dream. Uh, Tyler De Benson was your teammate last year. Stuart Skinner is with you right now. You guys all played together in the, in the same athletic club growing up. Um, specific to Stuart Skinner, can you maybe speak to watch, watching his evolution as a goaltender here over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's super special just to be able to say that I know the guy and uh, to be able to see uh, kind of how he's transformed into the player he is today and the, and the person he is today. Um, it's super special. I think he's he's just gotten so much more confident, and um, I'm just I'm really happy for him. So what's next, uh, James, for you guys? Uh, I, I know you got a. Do you have a home and home with Stockton this weekend, or is it just one? Uh, just we just play in Stockton, and then we play uh, Tucson at home. Okay, uh, I mean, for you guys, is it been, how different has it been not having uh, J&A there? Obviously, a new, you know, Colin Chalk, as well as uh, John Anderson, who, who has been a head coach before at some pretty high levels. How, how different has it been under those guys? Uh, it has been a transition, but uh, I think they've stepped in and done uh, a great job uh, trying to keep the, the team uh, kind of the same, but also bring in their own elements. And I think we also realize that uh, no matter who's coaching, who's behind the bench or, or who's on the ice, we still have to perform the same way. And um, I think we all are Woody and Matt's kind of built a great foundation for us. So we all kind of know uh, which way to go. And like I said, uh, Chalk has come in and done a, a great job of, of continuing to lead us. Congratulations on getting the deal, James. Thanks for joining us on Winners Now. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That is James Hamlin of the Bakersfield Condors. 153 in Edmonton. Uh, it's going to be Miko Koskinen against Marc-Andre Fleury. We are going to go to the state Oilers history for New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip. Fly nonstop to Nashville. Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Predators for only 1750 bucks. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Back in the 630 Chet Studios, here's Brandon Escott. Back to 1977. The WHA's Edmonton Oilers name ex-player Glenn Sadie they're the team's new head coach. He, of course, led them through the dynasty years and was employed by the Oilers until the 1999-2000 season. Let's stay in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great road trip, fly nonstop with Nashville. Uh, to Nashville, Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Uh, we'll tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Tomorrow, guests will include Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Tonight, 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 pregame show, 5 o'clock. Um, We'll have uh, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, uh, Cam, uh, myself all involved, uh, Tony Brar as well. And uh, 6.30 puck drop uh, tonight uh, on the uh, Oilers radio network, Jack and Louie and Gene on the TV side. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3. And then from uh, 3 to 6 today, it's 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Again, actually 3 to 5. Uh, Reed will uh, have you get it started with the face-off show at 5 p.m. So long until then, everybody.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.